welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 348 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I'm not really asking you to agree with me. I'm asking you to hear me out. I think it's fitting that I start this episode off with talking about previous episodes. And talking about how I ended, what, the last two or three previous episodes. And I was talking about Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard is, of course, the opening topic of this conversation. But for the longest, as a basketball fan, it's not just, you know, uh, as a fan of Damian Lillard, as a basketball fan, you want the best for players. You want to see a player thrive. You want to see a player in the best environment for them to thrive. It doesn't ultimately mean that the best environment is your favorite team. Of course, you would love a a player as good as Damian Lillard or a player as, as talented as Damian Lillard to come to your squad. But ultimately, you want Damian Lillard to, or not just Damian Lillard, you want a good player, a solid player, one of the best players in the NBA. You want them to have at least a chance to win something, a, a chance to to advance in the playoffs, a chance to make the playoffs, a chance to ultimately win a championship. And one of the biggest reasons why people have been clamoring and people have been I guess you can kind of say borderline upset that Damian Lillard has been on this. I want to stay in Portland. I want to bring a championship to Portland. I think people have been so upset about that because you understand as a fan, we understand that Portland is nowhere close to a championship and has been nowhere close to a championship since Damian Lillard has been there. And, he was preaching this whole loyalty thing, and I was one of the people that were that was very loud in saying that there's no loyalty in sports because a team will trade you for nothing. A, a team will trade you in a heartbeat. Hell, we just saw the story about Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, who was just traded to the Memphis Grizzlies, he said a week prior that Boston Celtics told him that he's fine. He's not going to be traded. Now he's in Memphis. So there's really no loyalty in sports. But Damian Lillard was doing this whole I want to be loyal thing, which, of course, was hindering his chances to win a championship. He wanted to to stay strong and stay loyal to, to Portland, and it wasn't going anywhere. But it happened. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think this was going to happen after listening to Damian Lillard and and seeing how staunch he's been on wanting to bring a championship to Portland. I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought that this was never going to happen, but it happened. And when it happened, I feel like the skies opened up and, and basketball nirvana took took hold you know what is it what happened Damian Lillard finally requested a trade now I will be I will be I will I will I will be honest I'm not the biggest fan of super teams 
I don't think anybody really is a fan of super teams. Everyone, you can say that you don't like parity or whatever, and you like just the super team dominating. I don't think anybody likes going into a season, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, anything, and pretty much knowing from day one who's going to win. Of course, as a fan, you're going to say X team is going to win or your team is going to win, but nobody really wants to go into a season understand no like the 2017 golden state wars 2018 golden state wars with kevin durant you pretty much knew who was gonna win that you know it it, it was it was very far-fetched to think that somebody else now yes the rockets had a shot but you pretty much knew it was gonna be golden state that like don't get me wrong it was fun watching the golden state warriors and and steph curry kevin Durant do what they do but it, 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 there's a different feeling understand not knowing who or who's going to win coming in and of course you don't want to see dame on a super team you don't i don't like super teams but what i do like is we're going to talk about free agency you know in a second and there has been plenty of movement this 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 free agency i think (laughs) i think that i have gotten the whole new cba first apron second i i am confused i obviously don't really understand what's going on because i thought that teams especially this year were gonna struggle more than ever to get new free agents because of the new cba and because of the aprons and everything but obviously i was wrong let me get back to damian lillard As a basketball fan, and as a fan of Damian Lillard, I will say I I love Damian Lillard's game. Damian Lillard is, is obviously one of the best players in basketball. The problem is he's just played on a team that has had no shot of 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 competing. So I I, I am I'm I'm excited to see what's next for Damian Lillard now. He did request a trade, yes, and it's and he requested a trade to one place, the Miami Heat. I understand that the Bucks organization, not the Bucks. I understand that the the Portland organization, the Blazers organization, they don't have to acquiesce to Damian Lillard's request. Obviously, I think that after you you draft Scoot Henderson. You also have Sharp, and you also have Anthony Simons. You have three players, three core players that you can build a future upon. I think now is definitely time to move Dame. But I mean, Chris Haynes is pretty, and Sham Sham has is pretty much reporting that the only place Dame Miller really wants to play is Miami. Now I will acquiesce, and I will. There are multiple places. You're hearing about the 76ers. You're hearing about the Boston Celtics. And I'm I'm almost sure that those teams can create a, a, a better package than the Miami Heat. But and you also heard a report saying that players are monitoring what Portland does and how Portland handles this trade situation. And I want to I want to stay on that for a second. 
like I said, the Portland Trailblazers don't have to acquiesce to what Damian Lillard has to say or what Damian Lillard wants. But there is something to be said where your Damian Lillard is the best player in franchise history. I understand they had Clyde Drexler. I know they had Lamarcus Aldridge. No, Damian Lillard is the best player in port in in, in the Trailblazers history, and he has been preaching this. I want to be loyal to the Trailblazers. I think the the problem with the Trailblazers, and the thing that I am kind of hesitant or not hesitant, the thing that I'm, I don't, I don't, I hope they don't go this route. Damian Lillard has done everything that he can to try to bring a championship to Portland. It's, not, I mean, he he. <laughs> He's had 70-point games. He had 60-point games. He he's, he's one of the best scoring shooting point guards of all time. One of them. The reason why I think it's time has been time, but the reason why I think Damian Lillard got to this point is because he understands that he's done everything he could, but I don't think the organization, in fact, I don't think, the organization has not done everything that they can to help Damian Lillard and bring the necessary pieces to get Damian Lillard. I understand that Portland is not a free agent agent market, you know. I understand that it's very difficult to bring free agents to Portland. It's it's far. Nobody really wants – it rains a lot from what I've heard. I understand it's a beautiful place probably, but I understand it rains a lot. When it's cold, it's cold. So nobody really, it's hard bringing free agents to Portland. But I do, I, I will acquiesce and I will say that Portland has not done the best. I mean, you can try to trade for an, a, a star. You can try to trade for, like, you got Jeremy Grant there. What I'm saying is Portland has not done, Portland has not held up his end of the bargain. As a team and a player, your job as a player is to is to be the best that you can be in order to try to ultimately get to the big goal, which is, of course, win a championship, win games. Your job as a player is to train, work as hard as you can to be as top to, to be to put yourself in the best position to win. That's your job as a player. Your job is the job of the organization is to build a team, a a a team that is good enough to at least contend for a championship. I don't say you have to ultimately win. It's very hard winning a championship in any sport, but your job as a as a as a team owner as a GM is to build the best team or best yeah the the best team. And that has the best shot of winning a championship. And one thing that the Portland Trailblazers have that a lot of teams don't have is they have a centerpiece. They have a player that is good enough to to build around. Let's say build around. You have a generational player. That's a cheat code. A lot of people, hell, look at the... Look at the Washington Wizards. They haven't had a generational player since, well, 
They thought Bradley Beal was a generational player, but he's really not. They haven't really had a generational player since John Wall. And people can argue, was he a generational player or not? Look at the the uh, Chicago Bulls. They haven't had a generational player since Derrick Rose. And you saw what happened, how that ended. Not every team gets blessed with a generational player. Portland has had one. And has had one that wants to, wanted to stay with the organization in Damian Lillard. They just haven't. They have not held up their end of the bargain. Free agency after free agency. Trades after trades. Portland has not gotten anywhere close to a championship. Anywhere close to championship level. And that's not because of Damian Lillard. And that's why I don't like putting that whole he's not a a winning player title on players. I I've I've found myself saying that from time to time, but I'm trying hard not to because winning is such a there's so many components that go into winning. There's a lot of people that deem Damian Lillard as a non-winning player. Because, of course, his team hasn't ultimately won a championship. But I will contest and say, has his team done enough? Because I, I can, I think Damian Lillard has done enough to win a championship. Has his team done enough? Has the organization done enough? And to me, it's an emphatic no. So, Damian Lillard requests a trade. Thank God. And he said that the only place, or it's reported, the only place he wants to go to is the Miami Heat. Now, I will attest, like I said, I think you can probably get more. And I mean, you can probably get Jalen Brown from the Celtics. See what's going on with James Harden and Philly. But your star player said that he will only play for one team, and that is, of course, the Miami Heat. So, the organization, Portland Trailblazer organization, has two options. You can either A, acquiesce to what Damian Lillard likes or wants, or you cannot. You can get the best package available. But that's why it was reported that players are going to monitor what happens because again Portland is not a a destination that people want to go to so if you don't even if you don't even take care of the player that has been your best franchise player if you don't even if you don't take care of him what makes you think anyone wants to come there Again, I understand it's a business, but you have to understand good business from bad business. And your star player, the player that has sacrificed for you, blood, sweat, and tears, all that, says he he finally wants to request a trade. And and don't get me wrong, the Portland Trailblazers have been waiting for this as well. They understand that they have not been good enough to compete, so they're just ready to press the reset and, and, and full rebuild. You can't really do that 
when you have a star player, you're too good. So if Portland doesn't acquiesce to Damian Lillard's request, uh, it's 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 going to be really tough to bring anybody to Portland. Honestly, I mean, players are going to play. Obviously, money is money, but it's going to be tough. So the question that I, I now want to, or I'm now going to answer, is with Damian Lillard saying that he only wants to play for Portland. And ultimately, probably getting traded to Portland. Let's, I mean, not Portland, I'm sorry. Damian Lillard saying that he only wants to play for the Miami Heat. Does that make the Miami Heat the best team in the East? You know, the Miami Heat just went to the NBA Finals with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Gabe Vincent, uh, Max Strews, Tyler Euro, even though he did break his hand. Now, it's saying that they're probably going to have to give up Tyler Euro, Duncan Robinson, and a bunch of draft picks. I will say this. I, th- I, I Before free agency started, there was a lot of question marks about the NBA. There was a lot of question marks about the East. You know, what was Brooke Lopez going to do? What was Chris Milton going to do? Um, what were the Boston Celtics going to do? What, what were the Philadelphia 76ers going to do? I understand that the Miami Heat just made it to the NBA Finals. And I have been very loud in saying that their defense wasn't the reason they lost the NBA Finals. It was their offense just wasn't there. And they just played a superior team in the Denver Nuggets. And trust and believe, if Damian Lillard was on that Miami Heat team, they would have had a much better shot to win the Finals. I don't know if they would have ultimately won, but trust me, they would have had a better shot. But looking at the landscape of the East now, I I can say that they'll be one of the top teams. Because, again, Miami Heat went on a historic run. The Miami Heat went on a historic run, beating the number one team in the NBA, then beating the number two team in the NBA. As far as record, the regular season records, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks, they beat the Knicks, then they also beat the uh, the Boston Celtics. Historic run. Now, Damian Lillard unlocks an offensive weapon that they have not been privy to, and and would definitely would have changed the the scope of the Eastern or of the NBA Finals. But I see what Boston did. I see, you know, what Milwaukee, you know, retaining Drew Holiday, retaining Chris Middleton, retaining Brooke Lopez. And people, and, and I was one of the people saying that Brooke Lopez is one of the most important pieces to free agency. 76ers, what's going to happen with James Harden? Now reports are saying that he possibly could stay. And that they're not too eager to trade him. Not because I don't think it's because they want James Harden on the team. I think it's because they understand that they have a much better shot with James Harden on the team than without. Especially when you realize what you could possibly get for James Harden isn't suffice. I will say that it does make them one of the top teams. Because I also have to see 
what ha- I mean, Gabe Vincent's gone. We're, we're going to talk about free agency in a second, but Gabe Vincent's gone. Max Struess is gone. Uh, you're probably going to have to give up Talio. You're probably going to have to give up uh, Duncan Robinson. You possibly may have to give up Caleb Martin. I understand that those aren't big names, but those were huge names that helped them get to the finals. So, yes, Damian Lillard is definitely worth all that. You know, <laughs> Damian Lillard is worth all that and more. Trust and believe is Damian Lillard. And pairing Damian Lillard alongside Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo is definitely a recipe for success. But there's a reason why this trade hasn't happened. We're, we're definitely going to have to see. We're going to. It's going to be a lot of. Uh, we're going to have to see what happens with with Portland and if they pull the trigger. Because trust me, they're not going to get. I've never seen a trade where. You lo- the only trade that I can really think of uh, in recent memory where you trade a star and get close to equal value is when the New Orleans Pelicans traded Anthony Davis. And the only reason why I say you get close to value because they got the draft pick, which ultimately turned into Zion Williamson. That's it. And... That's why I said I, I'm not – maybe because we don't know what Zion Williamson and the whole health issues and stuff. So maybe I'm – maybe that – maybe not. So I don't – I will say that I'm happy that Dame Miller finally requested a trade. Again, I'm not the fan of super teams, but I am a fan of competitive balance. I am a fan of having the best shot possible. Which is why I wasn't too upset. Actually, I was upset. I wasn't upset that the Washington Wizards traded Bradley Bill. I was upset with the conversation that they received. That's why I, I, you know, I wasn't upset with, you know, I want to see competitive balance, man. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not. Mad at super teams. I, I again, it was an inter- It was fun as hell watching uh, Golden the Golden State Warriors. That was that was it was fun. I, I did enjoy watching Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. I enjoyed watching all of them on the same team. Uh, but I do like to see players have a have a shot of winning, and Dame Miller had absolutely no shot. Especially when you look at the, not even just the NBA in total. Look at the East. I mean the West. The I mean look, the West in general has gotten much better. Hell, the the the, the NBA champion is in the West. So I'm happy for Dame. I hope that the Portland Trailblazers do right by him and send him to the team that he wants to go. And. uh We'll just have to monitor and see because especially if he goes to Miami, it's – I mean, the, the NBA is already going to be crazy next year with all the free free agent movements. But you then the, – the one of the big fishes, probably the biggest fish, if you get Damian Lillard. And he's only a big fish because he requested the trade now because he wasn't a free agent. But you get Damian Lillard in a Miami Heat jersey, that's going to be interesting. So I have to see. Speaking of have to see, 
and I talked about it. <laughs> I obviously did not understand the new CBA. <laughs> like I didn't. I I mis misunderstood it obviously because I thought that it was going to be harder than ever to get free agents for them to leave for them to go to bigger teams because of the first apron, second apron, you know, them having to try to retain players. I thought there wasn't, I I thought it was going to be a crazy free agency, but only because some of the lower level teams and team like the Rockets or, or the Spurs that had a lot of cap, the, the Pacers that had a lot of cap space. I thought that they would, it, it would be tough for them to or it would be easier for them to get big players because the the bigger teams like the Golden State Warriors, like the Clippers, like the Lakers, like the Milwaukee Bucks, they didn't have money. Obviously, I was wrong because there has been movement everywhere. Yo, like teams have been getting free agent after free agent. And I mean, I think the first day, like over a billion dollars was was spent. Or maybe the first hour, like that. It, it's it's and free agency has been. I don't know. Again, I obviously don't understand what's going on with the new CBA, but um, yeah. So let's let me let me talk about some winners and losers from free agency so far. Of course, free agency is still going on. There are still some very impactful names that aren't on a team. But let me talk about some winners and some losers. Let me let me first start with the winners. I'm going to talk about, what, five winners and five losers. And first, of course, I, I'm going to talk about the, uh, the Lakers. Do I think that – I think the Lakers are a big winner because of what they were able to get and what they were able to retain. They were able to retain uh, – D'Angelo Russell. They were able to retain Austin Reeves. They were able to retain Rui Hachimura while being able to get a Gabe Vincent, while being able to get a uh, Cam Reddish, uh, Jackson Hayes. Now, I don't think that, you know, those names are moving the needle outside of Rui and, and Austin Reeves. I don't think that a Gabe Vincent is is really moving the needle, even though he had a really good run with Miami last year. I don't think I don't think Jackson Hayes is is moving the needle, especially when you just had Mo Bamba. Like but what I will say is the Lakers have the Lakers are better now than they were when the season ended. I don't know if they're good enough to win them a champ. I don't know if they're championship level good yet. And I don't know if they'll even be able to get there. But Austin Reeves is a really good third option. Of course, Rui Hachimura was really good. And you you keep Jackson Hayes away from maybe a Golden State. You keep, you know, you get Gabe Vincent. I don't know how much of a, a of a, improvement Gabe Vincent is from Dennis Schroeder but I do think that the Lakers are a big winner they spent they spent smartly they and again I don't know how the hell they're able to get half these players seeing as though they didn't have that much money to work with in at all and and from what I've been told I think they still have money so I don't know but 
they're definitely a winner. They they were very active and and they spent wisely. I think Gabe Vincent is a good. You need shooting, and Gabe Vincent did prove that he can shoot the ball. He's not the greatest shooter, but he did prove that he can shoot the ball. Uh, and you were able to do all that while retaining the the most important asset that you could have retained, which is Austin Reeves. Uh, and apparently you got him at a discount. So shouts out to Austin Reeves. Um, so I think that the Lakers are are uh, 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 there are is definitely a winner. Another winner has to be Bruce Brown. Has to be Bruce Brown. Think about this. You go from winning a championship and then getting the payday of your I think like two years of thirty million or something like that. Bruce Brown out of Miami. Like, and you get it from the Pacers, obviously. And, and it's funny because this definitely this definitely affects um, the Denver Nuggets. Nobody would have thought that a player like Bruce Brown would have affected the Denver Nuggets. And I understand you have Christian Brown. I understand you know some of the, some of the players that you have, Reggie Jackson, but. They're, that's not Bruce Brown. That's not Jeff Green. And they played vital parts and vital. They were vital to the championship run. So I'm not saying that now Denver is not a championship caliber team. I mean, you still have arguably the best player in the league in Nicole Jokic, as well as Jamal Murray. But not or losing Bruce Brown definitely affects the Denver Nuggets. But. Bruce Brown has to be a winner. They look, they've been overpaying left and right. I'm I'm just keeping it a bean. Um Fred Van Vliet, who was a uh a very hot commodity on the free agency market, got like three years one thirty or, or, or something like that. He got a max contract from the Houston Rockets. Do I think that Fred Van Vliet is a max contract type player? Hell no. But I do think I understand what the what the Miami he I mean what the Houston Rockets are doing. You want to bring a veteran to a locker room that is very young. I mean, when you have uh, Jalen Green, when you have Sangoon, like you have a very young roster. Now you have Cam Whitmore. You want to bring an adult, and they are they are Fred Van Vliet is the adult in the room. Now, yes, that is a very expensive adult, but. I understand what they were doing. Fred Van Vliet was probably one of the best uh, free agents out there, and they secured him with because they had, I think they had like the most money to spend in free agency. So, um, Fred Van Vliet and Bruce Brown getting, I think it was thirty million or thirty three million, something like that, getting that from the Indiana Pacers is definitely a win. Definitely a win. Uh, I think the Clippers are a winner. The Clippers, you're able to retain, you're able to get bring back Russell Westbrook on a two-year, like, $8 million deal. You're able to bring back Mason Plumley, and you still have, you're still kind of in the driver's seat and have a chance to get James Harden. I think that you, you, you have to consider that a winner. Now, I'm not, of course, the championship window is ultimately surrounded by the health and the status of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. 
And yes, Russell Westbrook definitely helps, but I don't think that he's changing the needle if, of course, either one of those players are not healthy. But I do think that you're able not I mean, think about it. You're able to retain Mason Plumlee. He doesn't go to another contender and you're able to get Russell Westbrook. So even if you're unable to trade for James Harden, you still have a core three. Now, again, I don't know the ceiling of the core three, but and I talked about this when I did the the trios in the NBA there to me, a top 10 trio is just as a as a as a trio i don't know how good they are because of the fit but if you're talking about the individual players paul george Kawhi leonard russell westbrook they are damn good <laughs> like so i do think that they're a winner they're able to pretty much keep their team they haven't really lost anybody and again i i talked about this last episode shouts out to bill simmons doing like the one more shot team uh or, or give it one more year, I think that that's where the Clippers are, especially when you see who they retained and how they retained them. The, you, I understand as a fan, I understand as a basketball novice or whatever I am, that it's getting kind of tiring hearing the whole if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, if Paul George was healthy, because they really never are in, in key situations, at least both of them. But we do know how talented they are, like, in general. We know how talented this team, that team can be, uh, especially with both of them. So I think that they are a big winner being able to retain a, a Russell Westbrook um, and being able to retain a Mason Plumley and still having or still being in the running to trade for James Harden. So, uh. Another winner, of course, I have is the 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 contracts that we're seeing. Like you saw Tyrese um, Tyrese Halliburton getting a, a a max contract. You see Lamelo Ball getting a max contract. You see uh, Anthony Edwards getting a max contract. I think Sabonis got a max extension. I'm always for players getting their money. Trust and believe. Even if it's an oh hell, I think that the Houston Rockets overpaid for Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet. That's not Fred Van Vliet's fault. <laughs> like, if you're gonna pay me that money, give it to me. I'm I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying like, what are you doing, Fred? I'm saying, hey, get your money, bro. I'm I'm happy for Lamelo Ball. I'm happy for Anthony Edwards. These are franchise cornerstones and if the franchise is able to build around that player let me say this those players like i said sabonis uh lamello um anthony edwards tyrese halliburton these players are good enough to build around and 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 i was shocked when i because the tyrese halliburton news came like after midnight i was like what am i reading this right and, and I'm not saying that to say, like, he doesn't deserve it. I'm saying that, like, yo, I, I, Tyrese Halliburton is that good, especially for the Pacers. I'm, I'm, uh, that is a, even though they're not really free agents, that is a winner to me. You know, players that was eligible for the extension getting or max extension, getting the max extension. We, I mean, yes, you, if, if you're, if you want to be one of those people and say that, Carl Anthony Towns is still the best player in Minnesota. I would say that you're drastically wrong. 
you're you're objectively wrong. Anthony Edwards is the best player in, in Minnesota, and the last thing you want to do is lose him or or make him unhappy because he is the corner fran or the 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 franchise player. I think there was a stat that went went around the most points scored by a player 21 and under. I, LeBron was number 1, KD was number 2, Melo was number 3, and Anthony Edwards was number 4. So, uh Anthony Edwards is tough. I I'll, I'll give you that. And then LaMelo Ball, we we know how much uh the Hornets are invested in him and and gave up for him. So I'm 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 happy to, to see players get the money that they deserved. Shouts out to the again. I know it's not a free agency win, but it happened during free agency, and I, I, I'm it's always a win when players get money, get paid. So, and I I guess the last winner I'll say is the Phoenix Suns, and I was shocked with the Phoenix Suns because I think four players, four players. Uh, KD, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and actually five players, um, DeAndre Aiden and Cameron Payne. I think five of those players already drastically put them over the cap. And you were able to go out and get an Eric Gordon, which was a big get for them in their bench. Uh, you were able to get Keith, you know, uh, two, two centers. You are able to get... Uh, Utah Wamanabe, like you're able to get some good quality bench players and build out that bench. Now, yes, you did lose Toy Craig, but you your bench is, is pretty solid. I, I don't I don't know if they're you know if they're players that can really change the or 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 move the needle. However, when you pair them alongside a KD, a Devin Booker, a Bradley Bill, they're incredible pieces. Like, you you have Aaron Gordon coming off the bench. And don't get me wrong, I don't think Aaron Gordon, definitely Aaron Gordon, not the Aaron Gordon of old, but he is still a really good shot maker, and he's still one of the best three-point shooters in the league. So I, I think that with the money that they were able to, or the money that they had and the money that – they they didn't have they and that is of course the phoenix suns they built out their bench perfectly and they're still going so and i'm interested to see what happens if they i know they are pretty much on this we're going to keep deandre ayton tip but deandre ayton is pretty expensive and if you can get somebody that has produced the same amount as him i mean at, at some point the whole potential thing is like are you going to reach or not he's well past his that point of is he going to reach i understand that frank vogel could get the best out of him who who was the new coach for the suns but i'm saying all that to say i'm interested to see are they going to trade him or not who knows but uh yeah the suns have been did really good the suns did really has have done really good this free agency, so I have them as a winner. And I'm, I'm not gonna cheat. Okay, I understand that I said that the free agents, not free agents. I understand that I said you know the contracts of Halliburton and, and Anthony Edwards that was a winner. If I'm gonna stick with strictly free agency, 
The last winner I'll say is the Milwaukee Bucks. If things two of your four most important pieces were free agents and could have possibly went to another team. And of course that was Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez is kind of with when you talk about the defensive structure of the team and how Brooke Lopez has turned himself into a quality big and one of the best bigs in basketball. Losing him would have been catastrophic for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, I understand you have Giannis and you have you kept Drew Holiday, but Brooke Lopez unlocks something or unlocks the defense and unlocks how your offenses run, which ultimately makes them a championship team all out as well as. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, again, is the only player on that team that can really put the ball on the ground and get his own jump shot. Yes, Drew Holiday has gotten better with that, and he is still one of the more underrated players in the league, but Chris Middleton is 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 their offensive bread and, bread and, bread and butter. Yes, no, no, no. Giannis is obviously their best player. But their offensive weapon that they need is definitely Chris Milton. So the fact that both of them were free agents, Chris Milton and Brooke Lopez, and they were able to retain them, that's a win for me. That's definitely a win for me. You take a team that could have possibly found themselves out of the championship caliber conversation now is is solely in, or not solely, but uh, for sure in still championship caliber team. Because you retain Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. So I think that my winners uh, so far is the Lakers, Bruce Brown, the Clippers, Milwaukee, the Suns, and all the young players getting their max extensions. With winners, there are losers. And while, yes, losers can obviously change. And you can also, you know, one or two moves can change the trajectory of a team and honestly some moves that may go on the radar that may look like losses can ultimately turn into great situations but as it's currently constructed and how it looks now I think that these teams are losers and I'll tell you why the first one has to be the Golden State Warriors now you can put them on the in the win column because they were able to keep uh, keep uh, Draymond Green. They they uh, you cannot lose Draymond Green. That is that no. If you lose Draymond Green, you are essentially taking yourself out of the championship race, and that's even with Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson. Draymond Green is the heart and soul of that team. You cannot compete for a championship if Draymond Green is not there. I also understand that you trade Jordan Poole. You trade Jordan Poole uh, for Chris Paul. I still don't understand the fit of Chris Paul, but I do understand having a veteran leader come off the bench and in the maturity level that you know he brings to a team. But <laughs> that that um. Let me see, how do I say this? That 
vision that I had of how free agency is going to go because of the new CBA, it hasn't really affected anybody else, it seems like, outside of the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors don't really have money to pay anybody, and it shows. Their only free agent that I can think that the outside of Draymond Green is Corey Joseph. The Golden State Warriors need to get bigger and need to get more athletic. That's just that that needs to happen. You you they were just drastic. I mean, they don't have a player over six ten on the on the team. I'm sorry, over six nine on the team. And as you saw when they went up against the Lakers, they are just drastically undersized. So I thought maybe getting a Jackson Hayes would work. I thought maybe getting uh, a Mason Plumley. I don't know how they would be able to do it because they would have to get mid-level exceptions or whatever, but maybe, get, you know, Brooke Lopez. I thought that you get one of those players, you're good. They haven't. Honestly, they haven't gotten any type bigger. Pause. Like, and and I understand maybe Dario Sarge is 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 rumored to go to the team, but they to me yes you get Chris Paul and yes that changes the feel and dynamic of the locker room or whatever, but you you're not you're still weak at your weakest points. And if James Wiseman, I mean, you look now and James Wiseman would be great for the team. Well, no, he's still. But but someone that size and that athletic would be great for the team. I just don't know where you're going to get that from. At all. Like, you need size. You need like a like a JaVel McGee, like a Jackson Hayes, something like that. You, <laughs> I, just, I just don't know where they're going to get it from. And at least so far, they have not made any moves like that so I think that Golden State even though you can say that they're a winner because they retain uh, one of their most important pieces in Draymond Green they're a loser because to me they're not any better now than they were at least let me say this the areas in which they are weakest they're still the weakest so and teams around them the Lakers the the Suns the Kings they've gotten better and they have not. So, uh, one of the first losers is is the Golden State Warriors. Another loser I have is the Portland Trail Blazers. Obviously, because of the uh, Damian Lillard trade request, and because this comes after you overpaid drastically for Jeremy Grant. You paid Jeremy Grant damn near a max contract. Now, don't get me wrong. Jeremy Grant is good, and 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 none of this is on the players. Again. You get what they offer you and what you're you get what you're able to negotiate. So shouts out to Jeremy Grant. But I don't know where Portland goes from here. Yes, I know you have Scoot. Yes, you have Anthony Simon. Yes, you have Sharp. And I guess you have Jeremy Grant now. But I think that if you're able if you trade probably when you trade Damian Lowe, you're probably gonna have to trade if you want to really tear it down, you're going to have to trade uh, Jeremy Grant, which I don't know how they're going to do that with that type of contract. And I don't think I've heard any free agent to go to them. So it, 
Portland is going to look drastically different. They have just like the Wizards, they're probably gonna have to embrace that rebuild. Cause now, 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 I will say that they have again the pieces that that rebuild is gonna be hella quick. But I don't know, man. You're about to lose your your best player in franchise history, and you just overpaid for a player that you're probably gonna have to trade. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough that's a tough off season. And we've already stated that Portland is not a free agent destination. Like nobody really wants to go to Portland. So it's tough. I mean, you're close to Nike. So <laughs> even though Damon Lewis and Adidas. I don't know. I, I think that uh I think Portland is a loser. Honestly, uh, another loser I have is the Spurs. The Spurs, yes, it, it's very hard when you have the number one overall pick and the generational talent and Victor Wembanyama. It's very hard to call them a loser. But what I will say is, coming into free agency or going into free agency, they had the Spurs had and still have some of the or I think like top five most money to spend in free agency. I think they were like number two or three, maybe number three. And you really haven't brought anybody. It's still a young team. And you still want to bring veterans to mentor Victor Wembanyama, And you still want to bring the right people. You still need a solid point guard. I understand that you got a, um, Tyus Jones' little brother. You brought him back. But is it Tyler Jones? Tyler Jones? I don't know. But that's like, what is No. You want to bring – I thought Fred Van Vliet would be great for uh, the Spurs. I, I, maybe a, a Bruce Brown would have been great. I don't know. But it's just your goal going into the free agency was to bring veterans and veterans that can produce, not saying that you're going to win a championship or even compete for a championship next year, but it is a very young team. Very young team with good pieces. Women, Yama, uh, uh, Johnson, you have pieces. It's just you don't really have that veteran. And I thought that you would use your or they would use the money to get that veteran. And they haven't done that, at least to this point. So, again, it's hard saying that the team that has the number one overall pick is a loser. But for free agency-wise, I think that they have not been on the winning side, let's say that, so far. Uh, and that is the San Antonio Spurs. Another loser I have is the Philadelphia 76ers. And this is mainly because of the James Harden situation. Look, I get it. Trust me, I get it. When you are th- When you feel like you're this close to a championship... You want to do everything possible to get one, especially when you haven't won one and got. When's the last time they won a championship? Dr. J? I get it. Trust me. I get it. I understand you're right there. And I also understand that you know that whether it doesn't it doesn't matter how you feel about James Harden. Right. You understand that. If James Harden's on the team, you have a much better shot of winning a championship than he than him not being on the team. I understand, you understand that. But what are we doing? 
you're not really signing any free agents because you can't really sign any free agents because James Harden opted in, opted into the contract, so you have no money to give anybody. On top of that, you're now mulling and 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 dragging your feet on trying to trade James Harden, looking for the right look. What are you doing? This is ultimately affecting the the entire outcome of this whole thing, whether you keep him or not. It just like. James Harden obviously doesn't want to be there. And I understand that they're saying that maybe it's just hard feelings. Look, bro. I don't want... You know what you don't want? You do not want a... Uh, remember how it ended in, in in Houston? And how ugly that got with James Harden and the Houston organization? I doubt that's what the 76ers want. And we know that James Harden is very capable of doing that. Because we've seen it. Against... Or we've seen that... When he was on the franchise that he actually liked. So uh, no friends have gone to you and you're still dragging your feet, with, which I get. Don't give me again. I understand. I understand that with James Harden, you're closer to a championship than without. But you don't have James Harden. He doesn't want to be there. Trade him and try to figure out how to build around Joel Embiid. You still have Tyreek's Maxi. You still have to buy his Harris for right now. I mean, make it work. But James Harden don't want to be there. Trade him because you having James Harden on your team, especially with him not wanting to be there, is is doing nothing but hurting your chances of building this team. Now, if in some shocking manner. You change James Harden's mind, which we have not seen happen, at least publicly. Uh, cool, but if not, let him go. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's the loser to me, as far as in free agency. And the last one is the Toronto Raptors. It, ooh, I think the only the only free agent of note that you get is Dennis Schroeder. You lose Fred Van Vliet teams are calling about your your best bet at this point is probably to trade Pascal Siakam it's oh boy Toronto has always been one of those teams where um they're so late to change because they think that they're that close when they're really not look that that championship with Kawhi Leonard really skewed how they feel and and skewed reality with uh with Dame with with just how far the Toronto Raptors are as far as contending. Yes, don't get me wrong. I understand that uh, Pascal Siakam's a good player. But Pascal, I put Pascal Siakam in the same boat that I put Bradley Bill, a very good player, a great player. But he's not a, a, a franchise changer. He's not one of those players where you can build your franchise around and your team as a championship caliber team if he is the best player. And I think that they're starting to understand that. However, it's kind of too – I mean, you just lost Fred Van Vliet, and I think they retained Gary, Gary Trent Jr., but you're probably going to have to trade um, – trade – Pascal and you lose Fred Van Vliet and get Dennis or Dennis Schroeder. Don't get me wrong, Dennis Schroeder's not bad, but he's I mean, again, is he really changing the needle or moving the needle? I don't I don't really think so. 
And especially when you see what the Milwaukee Bucks are doing, what possibly the Miami Heat are about to do, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers could possibly be doing. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's tough. So, look at this. I just seen a report saying that Daryl Moore is hopeful he can convince James Harden to stay. Here's 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 my thing. And this I, I guess I'll conclude here. Here's my thing. I dropped a, a video yesterday chronicling the flameouts that James Harden has had in the playoffs. And it seems every single year there is a flameout with James Harden. And don't get me wrong, I understand that James Harden is still a good player. I understand that James Harden is still a great player, still a really good player. And probably due to injuries and just age, he definitely is not the James Harden of old. But the man has told you that he doesn't want to be there. And here's my thing. If James Harden is there, are you really a championship caliber team? That's what you have to ask yourself. If you say yes, cool. If not, then what are we doing? Has James Harden showed you that he can be that play? He can be the key to a championship caliber, or he can be that missing piece to a championship caliber team. Because I can tell you who thought he was. The Brooklyn Nets thought he was the key piece to a championship caliber team. How did that end? You know who else thought that or thinks that? The Philadelphia 76ers. Let me ask you a question. Joel Embiid has played alongside Jimmy Butler. He's played alongside uh, Ben Simmons. And now he's played alongside... James Harden, do you think that he or the Philadelphia 76 organization is anywhere closer to a championship as we sit here and speak today? That's why the Philadelphia 76ers is a loser in free agency to me because this James Harden thing is really affecting them trying to get free agents because trust me, they need some. And I mean, they lost, what, De'Anthony Melton, who was a key piece coming off the bench. Like, it's James Harden. All right, man. But, but, but him is, I get it, man. I get it. I, I wholeheartedly understand. So don't hear me say, like, I'm not trying to bash or, or crush um, the, the 76ers. So I, I get it. I, I definitely get it, you know. But, like I said, the losers for free agency to me, at least so far, is the Golden State Warriors. They definitely need to bring up a big man. They need a big man that is over seven feet or over 6'9". I thought Jaco Perto would be perfect for them. Definitely didn't work out, but, you know. Uh, Golden State, Portland, I mean, you're about to lose your franchise, your best franchise player ever. And you overpaid for Jeremy Grant. And I only say it's an overpay because, I mean, if you had Damon Lillard and Jeremy Grant and they were, you know, pieces and, of course, Scoot and all that, great. But even with all that, they're not a championship team. So 
I think that you probably overpaid for him. Um, the Spurs, they drastically need veterans on on that roster, and they yet to have any of them. Um, Philadelphia, we just documented it with James Harden. And the Toronto Raptors, like Toronto Raptors are finding themselves sort of they're 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 sorta of in the same place that the Chicago Bulls are, not saying, you know, Chicago Bulls in contract hell. I'm saying middle of the pact. Like you're you're good and you're too good to really get a draft pick and you're not good enough to contend for anything. So you're just in the middle. Um yeah, man, there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. Um, if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs to get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Uh, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. If you are listening, go to YouTube and subscribe. The link is in the description below. I have multiple different, I mean, I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So, and I'm, I'm really close. Anything will help. Uh, also, please subscribe to the socials. Subscribe to Instagram. Subscribe to TikTok. I drop content pretty much daily. Uh, if you get a response from me, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, that is me. <laughs> that is me responding. So let's say if you disagree with something, just keep it respectful. But if you disagree with something, if you agree with something, if you just want to have a conversation about a take that I had, Leave in the comments, leave it under the video. I'm probably going to respond. So, yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you guys. And until next time, much love.